This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. Wash my hands of this weirdness. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new week and a brand new episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Monday, September 14th. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Tony Sanfilippo, rocking his Broncos gear, ready for the first game of the season against the Titans tonight. Are you looking forward to it, Tone? Oh, absolutely, man. After after about a like a long power nap, I'll I'll be ready for it. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> I'm excited, man. Football's back. Uh, got to watch a couple of highlights last night. Didn't get to watch. I watched the morning games, um, but that was it. Um, got to watch the Raiders, Panthers, and the Eagles uh, <clears throat> football <Washington>. team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which, uh, fun fact, apparently Dan Snyder said uh, that they're considering just keeping that the name. Really? Oh, God, that'd be terrible. Let me just tell you something. You don't watch the show, Dan Snyder, but that's a stupid idea. I agree. I absolutely agree. Come up with anything other than the Redskins. Obviously, you can't do that anymore. And don't be just the Washington football team. It's dumb. It's generic. You look like a hokey we didn't have the license and rights team kind of football game. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like right. those old school games you play and, and it was just Denver and it, it looked like the Broncos, but it, uh, they couldn't even use the the names cause they didn't have the rights. That's what it reminds me. Of. <laughs> well, I, I've mentioned it before that uh, Washington has the trademark for the Washington warriors, which would be a fantastic name of a team. Why don't they just run with that? I don't know. Uh, apparently they like, there was one guy, uh, bef- like when the Redskins started having the problem, started trademarking everything, like every cool thing you could think of, he was trademarking. So that way, when it came time to, you know, that hit that Snyder's hand was being forced, that uh, this guy would be like, "Yeah, I'll sell you the rights, but uh, it's gonna cost you a nice little so, payout." Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, guy's appa- smart. apparently he didn't trademark Washington Football Team because. That's the dumbest oh, yeah. idea on the planet. So, uh, and it's the one nobody's trademark. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's go ahead and kick things off the way we do each and every show with a question for my co-host Tony. Obviously, uh, this isn't something you would do, but uh, there are a lot of people in the world, around the country, who uh, try to make false insurance claims or take it, uh, take uh, advantage of insurance through insurance scams. What are some of the ways that uh, you've heard about that uh, people, you know, falsify uh, insurance claims or do certain things to uh, try and collect on the insurance money? 
Uh, back injuries. A lot of people claim their backs hurt and then they'll sue. And, um, you know, there's there's somebody I knew. I obviously won't out names or anything from the past. Um, no one I'm close to anymore. But uh, they uh, worked at Safeway. Okay. And um, they ended up uh, having a back, you know, like they hurt their back in the bakery or whatever. Um so they were supposed to not do physical things like golf and, you know, lift heavy things, yada, yada, right. yada. And they had like investigators make sure like, you know, that the claims were legit or whatever, however it went. But this person would go golfing and it just, you know, looked. <laughs> I'm not saying that they didn't have a back injury, but based on a lot of stuff I saw them do, it, it seemed a little fishy to me. So I kind of feel like they, because they got paid out by Safeway. Right. Uh, for that stuff. So, you know, that's one thing I've seen. I'm sure there's a million other ways, but off the top of my head, that's one that really comes to mind where I'm like, hmm. Yeah, they uh, definitely didn't do themselves any favors. Uh, you know, I'm sure the other one you hear about is people who, uh, you know, set fires to their business to try and, you know, claim the insurance money and then. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. Milton from uh, Office Space. Exactly. That's it. Definitely, definitely, that's it. I'm going to put this place down. My stapler. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh... my stapler. This one certainly takes the cake. So a court in Slovenia on Friday sentenced a 22-year-old woman to two years in prison for deliberately cutting off her hand with a circular saw to make a fraudulent insurance claim. Why? <laughs> right? Jeez. Jeez. <laughs> the district court in, <laughs> in Ljubljana said uh, Julia Aldisic. Julia Julia in Bobletidia, dodge out the bridge. <laughs> agreed with her boyfriend to have her left hand severed above the wrist at their home in the capital early in 2019. She was found guilty of attempted insurance fraud. About a year earlier, she signed contracts with five different insurance companies, the court said. The woman stood to collect more than a million euros, about half paid immediately, and the rest in regularly monthly installments. Her boyfriend was sentenced to three years in prison, while his father received a one-year suspended sentence. The pair had taken her to the hospital, saying she had injured herself while sawing branches. Authorities said they left the severed hand behind rather than bringing it to the hospital to ensure the disability was permanent. But police recovered, and it was reattached. Prosecutors said that days before the incident, Adelisic's partners searched for information on the Internet about how artificial hands work. They claimed that this was another proof that it was done deliberately. You know, uh, first of all, as far as an insurance claim, that is, that's bold. Cutting off your own hand to collect a million dollars or a million euros. But secondly, you know, they can track internet search history. So uh, not the smartest uh, people there trying to collect some money. No, very, very dumb people. Everyone thinks nowadays they can be so witty with that stuff. And it's like, no, because people always got to put something on social media, right? There's that itch like, oh, I got to I got to share this pic or I got to do this or, you know, or like we like you said in that story, um, you can track what you've uh, been doing. So. Right. It's like those people who search like how to bury a dead body uh, right before they kill their significant other. You know, it's it's stupid. Obviously, they got caught. It's a good thing they did get caught. But uh, cutting off your own hand. And of course, he made his uh, girlfriend do it as opposed to doing it himself, which is even dumber. But uh, in <laughs> any case, uh, we've got a wonderful show lined up for you guys today. It is Monday. Let's talk about today's show, shall we? Briefly, I hate Mondays. Hate them. 
Therefore, I decree from this day forward, there will be no more Mondays. On today's show, as we do each and every Monday, we've got Put It In Your Mouth Monday, asking Tony about uh, strange foods from across the world and if he'd put it in his mouth. We have a segment called Success Over 40. Our call-in topic today is Favorite Obscure Professional Sports, as seen on the Ocho. We have clickbait movie titles, This Day in History, and Tony is here up next with the entertainment news. Folks, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. To join the conversation, call 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Now, back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Monday, September 14th. Now, we love hearing from you guys, the listeners and the watchers, chiming in, whether it's on our Facebook page or on our 24-hour-a-day, 7-day-a-week voicemail line called the Phoenix Line. You are welcome to call in about any subject whatsoever. It could be something we're talking about. Uh, could be something uh, that's just on your mind. You want to get off your chest. Well, you can do so. That number is 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O. Or 855-336-4973. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We will compile those together and put them out in a future show. Now, does the second segment of this show, which means Tony's here with the entertainment news. Good morning, everybody. It is it is Monday, September 14th, and here's the Filippo Fast Five. Oracle Corporation has won the bidding for U.S. operations of TikTok. Oracle is allegedly to be announced as TikTok's trusted tech partner in the U.S. You ever use the TikTok? No, I haven't because uh, there have been uh, studies that come out that has access to complete data on your phone and can send it back to their uh, Chinese uh, overlords. So uh, in that case, I have not downloaded it. I've been waiting to see uh, if there's an American company that takes it on and then obviously you know, follows the proper uh, uh, security protocols. Well, there you go. Oracle might be that corporation for you. I'm going to avoid the TikTok. I think it's one social media platform I don't need to do. Unless I'm getting paid to do it for, like, say, a radio show or something, maybe. Yeah, but otherwise, everybody yeah. knew. Uh, Sony has announced that a PlayStation 5 showcase will be broadcast live on Wednesday, September 16th at 1 p.m. Pacific time, 4, p- 4 p.m. Eastern time. So um, if you're a PlayStation fan, I think this is the one where they're going to announce their launch date, uh, much like Xbox and Microsoft did last week. And so price. That, that'll be a damn price. And Microsoft already kind of spoiled there, so now Sony's going to have to be like, hmm, how do we counter, or do we match? Case clothes. Mike Tyson mysteries. Canceled after fourth season that Adult <laughs> Swim. Very sad. <laughs> that was a weird cartoon, him as a that detective was, yeah. and a pigeon. Yeah, a little strange. Taylor Swift is going to perform at the 2020 American Country Music Awards, her first country performance in seven years. Disney Plus has given a series order of its female-led reboot of Doogie Howser, M.D. The streamer announced Thursday it's going to be titled Doogie Kemiola, M.D. The series will be set in modern-day Hawaii following Lahela Doogie Kemiola, a mixed-race 16-year-old girl who is juggling a 
budding medical career and life as a teenager. And that was your Filippo Fast Five. You excited for some doogie in Hawaii? No. Hollywood has no. run out of original ideas. Now they're just oh, putting they have. gender-bending spins on old characters. And, why couldn't and you just take it, just like make, like, why couldn't you just look at it and say, you know, Doogie Hauser is the inspiration to this show, but we're going to make it different. This is our original character. This is what we're about. But that just could be like the inspiration for it. Right. I don't know. Yeah. As opposed to... Let's do a reboot. It's called Oogly Boogly. We're going to do it. Uh, still apparently talking like Adam Sandler today, too. <laughs> ah, this weekend, let's roll with the box office report. Uh, no surprise here as filmmaker uh, Christopher Nolan's globetrotting thriller Tenant remained the only major offering for audiences seeking escape to theaters or drive-ins, topping his second weekend with an estimated $6.7 million. Warner Brothers is being cagey about financial information and hasn't been releasing traditional box office figures. It seems the last weekend's 20.2 million domestic total included its previous week only in Canada theater in Canadian theaters. And the actual three day opening weekend in North America was closer to 9.5 million. So we're stretching the truth a little bit. <laughs> this means that technically Tenet's second domestic weekend only dropped by 29% since it premiered on U.S. screens. The PG-13 sci-fi espionage tale, uh, which was supposed to come out July 17th, is now on 2,900 screens in North America and has a domestic total of $29.5 million. Uh, Nolan's $200 million time-tampering tech epic is receiving a stronger response overseas, giving the high-profile release a worldwide total of seven, $207 million which includes $23 million from IMAX showing. So um, it's just crazy how this goes um, with the ongoing pandemic. Obviously, um, not much coming out. So uh, why don't you just show me the rest of the box office? I'd like It had the little thing, but it's not showing had up. had the tease, now. but only told you what number one was? Yeah, yeah. No, well, it had the thing when I, uh, when I had it last night. But when I went to uh, reader mode, then it got rid of it. it so it's back here we go uh tenant obviously um number one with 6.7 million this weekend at 29.5 the new mutants took number two bringing in 2.1 million uh grand total up to 15.3 unhinged is going strong at number three 1.5 million and now is up to 13.8 um, Bill and Ted Face the Music slipped down to number six, wow. only bringing in 0.265 million, uh, bringing its domestic total to 2.78. Uh, number four was the Broken Hearts Gallery. Eh. Number five, no After We Collided. Eh. Number seven, Words on Bathroom Walls. Meh. And number eight, The Personal History of David Copperfield. The eh. Magician? Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. The box the poor box office. It's 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 sad. But it, at least it's coming back to life. We yep. hope. Um Greenland is the next big one to come out, and that'll be out uh, I think this Friday. So. Starring Russell Crowe, right? Yes, yeah, starring Russell Crowe. Okay. Also known as Gerard Butler. They're known as Gerard Butler, yes. Gerard Butler. If, if you guys don't know what we're talking about, uh, check out our Proton Pack podcast. And uh, Tony gets a little confused between Russell Crowe and uh, Ger- Gerard Butler. They, they look the same. Of course, it's going to be Monday. Why wouldn't you want to load? Um, bear with me. 
technical difficulties, my uh, computer deciding it's not going to want to open pages to say. Um, so I can't read my articles. So oh, this no. is kind of fr- kind of frustrating, of course, on my segment. Why Why would we not be able why to do this? Why would it this? cooperate? I'm so, why? I'm so sorry. Why? It's, uh, uh, give me just one moment. We'll ramble a bit. Uh, any new movies you're excited coming out? <laughs> Um, Greenland actually looks pretty good. It's a yeah, one of these uh, disaster movies that I don't know how well it'll do given all of the uh, wildfires here on the West Coast. But, uh, you know, it, it looks good. It looks thrilling. Uh, Gerard Butler's always great in it. I had no idea it was even a movie until I went to the theaters uh, two weeks ago. And so hadn't heard a word about it. But, uh, you know, it, it might actually take number one in the box office this upcoming weekend over Tenet. Yes, well, I think it, I think it's going to do good. Um, speaking of uh, doing good, but it's not good news. Uh, Wonder Woman eighty four uh, was supposed to come out October second, so we were within a month of seeing uh, that. It looks awesome. It uh, yeah. was supposed to come out. Well, it got delayed to Christmas Day, oh. so they pushed it all the way back to the twenty fifth. It uh, they're very proud of the film, but they feel they could get the best box of office revenue by pushing it then. And it's going to open now a week after Dune because Dune, obviously, we talked about last week mm. um, that that's going to come out still December 18th. So, okay, so they haven't pushed that back at all. No, Dune still stays the same, but Wonder Woman got delayed. So, uh, <sighs> bummer. you know, that's that is a bummer news. Um Definitely disappoints as you would hit the button. Disappointed! Disappointed! <laughs> Were you able to follow uh, DC fandom on the twelfth? You know, I didn't. In fact, I haven't even seen any updates on it. Uh, it was pretty busy this weekend, so uh... yeah, I, I was too. Um, but I read this last night, and I'm looking at my phone. Sorry. So if I glance down, and I'm not gracing you guys by looking into the camera. I have to cheat and look down at my phone because this won't open. Um, so DC fandom news. Um, the couple of TV news came out of it. Some worthy notes. Uh, Pennyworth. The big scoop for season two is that Martha Kane is pregnant. Martha! Yes, Martha Kane is actually Martha Wayne. Hence, it can be true to say she has a bat in the oven. Oh. Doom Patrol um, is going to be on HBO Max, and uh, they showed a uh, trailer for uh, the third season. It already is. DC, DC, is it out now? Yep. Yeah, it said that's just what it says. Yeah, it's been on DC HBO Legends. Max for, I don't know, about uh, three months now. Three months? Yeah. That's good. DC Legends of Tomorrow in the series' upcoming sixth season, uh, the Wave Ride will be picking up a brand new passenger um, as Lizeth Chavez joins the cast as uh, Esperanza Spooner Cruz. So there you go. Um, the fourth uh, season of Young Justice is going to be called Phantoms, and it has nothing to do with the band F, the Pen Affleck movie, <laughs> even though he was the bomb in Phantoms. He show. was. And then uh, Lucifer, obviously, they have one last season, season six on Netflix coming out in the next year. Um, they released this uh, pretty damn funny uh, blooper reel. Um, so you check that out. All right. All right. Sorry, the, the news is not cool, but we'll end on a funny note. Okay. Uh, I. I'm not going to get to my one normal story, but I'll save that for tomorrow. Uh, but uh, get your Carol Baskins ready. Uh-oh. I don't have it ready. Yeah. Hold on. That's all right. Carol Baskins. Cool, Cats and Kittens. There you go. 
Oh, so back in May, we reported that Nicolas Cage would be playing Joe Exotic, and that ad- adaptation would fo- uh, focus on the Leaf. Uh, well, it would focus on the Leaf. Uh, Texas Monthly article about Tiger King titled Joe Exotic, A Dark Journey into the World of a Man Gone Mad. So that's what the adaptation is. Uh, so uh, it looks like Amazon, or is it? Yep, it's going to be Amazon Prime. Um, it's officially picked up. So uh, you'll be seeing uh, uh, Nicholas Cage. I'm so sorry, I'm freestyling because nothing's working for me this morning. <laughs> Yay. So yeah, Nicholas Cage is going to be playing Joe Exotic. So if you're excited about that, fantastic. Let's just roll on to the birthdays and just kill this. Has segment. the planet gone mad? <laughs> uh, it's, it's a Monday. That's all right. Uh, it's my All right, so the birthdays, I kind of, there was only two today, so I took a little of everything over the weekend, so here is your Saturday, Sunday, Monday birthdays. Super Mario Brothers, woohoo, yee-hoo! He's officially 35, year, 35 years old today. Rick Grimes, a.k.a. Andrew Lincoln, is 48. Dr. Alan Grant, a.k.a. Sam Neill, is 73. Young Jim Gordon, a.k.a. Ben McKenzie, is 42. Corey Matthews, a.k.a. Ben Savage, is 40. 2 Chains is 43. Jennifer Hudson is 39. Hello, me. It's me again. Dave Mustaine, lead singer of Megadeth, is 59. And the once-touted second coming of Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck, is a retired 31 that's your celebrity birthdays for today, September 14th, 2020. <laughs> Happy birthday. Well, folks, that does it for the entertainment news. When we come back, it's a Put It In Your Mouth Monday. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. Are you shy and don't want to talk on the air? Text us your questions or comments to 775-237-2266. Now back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It's Monday, September 14th. Now, we are all over social media with many of you watching us right now as we speak on Facebook Live or YouTube Live. We also uh, rebroadcast every evening on the AUN TV network. There's 13 stations across Northern California and Northern Nevada. Now, if you want to get a hold of me on social media, you can. That is at uh, Facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K. Phoenix with an F. Radio, of course, with an R. Or on Instagram at Christian Phoenix. Tony's available at facebook.com forward slash Tony.sanfilippo. That's S-A-N-F-I-L-I-P-P-O dot nine four. Or on Instagram at Tony.sanfilippo81. Now, being that it's Monday, and something that we do each and every Monday is I take some strange foods from across the world, run them by my co-host Tony, and ask him if he would put it in his mouth. Get in my belly! All right. Yeah! Just get in, baby. Go, 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 go. <laughs> All right. Starting off, uh, let's start with one that uh, you know we'll, we'll ease into it a little bit. This is okay. a uh, odd food from here in the United States. Something you may or may not have had. Tone. It's called spam. Yes, the famous mystery meat. Mm-hmm. It said that spam is made from chopped pork shoulder meat, ham, and potato starch, 
but who knows what ends up actually in there. Tony, is spam something that you would put in your mouth? Yeah, I like spam. Um, I don't have a get in my belly. I think you'll be the one to get Yummy! <laughs> yeah, I like spam. I used to like spam. Spam and eggs we used to have as kids. No kidding. Yeah. yeah. Spam for me is, uh, you know, the consistency is weird and it's a little too salty. You know, if it wasn't for those two factors, I think it would probably be okay. But, uh, and then the fact that it comes in a can, I don't know, there's something disturbing about that. Yeah, it's always weird. Uh, any, like, anytime you see, like, canned chicken, canned fish, and all that stuff, it is a little weird. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I haven't had spam. I can't tell you the last time I've ever had it, but uh, I have eaten it before. So, you know, it's not something I'm afraid to try. Just, all right. It's not a go, it's not a go to item. Well, like I said, we were easing into things because now we head over to Iceland where they have a, uh, a dish called the Hakarl. The, the what? The Hakarl. <laughs> no, not that Carl. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, so the Hakarl is the rotting carcass of a Greenland or basking shark. It's buried underground in a shallow pit and pressed with stones so the poisonous internal fluids that allow it to live in such cold waters can be drained out, making the meat safe to eat. After this, uh, it's hung out to dry before being cut into strips and served. With a smell that dis- that's described as ammonia-rich and a strong fishy flavor, it was described by Anthony Bourdain as, quote, the single worst, most disgusting, and terrible tasting thing he'd ever tried. Tony, would you put it in your mouth? Oh, uh, well. The cream of the crop! Yeah, damn right, I would not. <coughs> that would, that'd be a no. Ugh. Oof, yeah. Well, especially if, if Anthony Bourdain, obviously, he's no longer with us, but if he, because that guy was adventurous in oh, eating yeah. different foods. So if he claims that that's the worst thing he's ever had, then no, because that guy puts so many things in his mouth that I would never, and that would be a hail no. <laughs> All right, well, let's move on to Sweden, not far from uh, where we were just... Sweden, yeah! Just in let's go. Iceland. So uh, the dish is called surströming. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Surströming, surströming. Anyway, it is Baltic Sea herring fermented with just enough salt used to prevent it from rotting. Mainly found tinned in brine these days. When opened, it releases such a pungent aroma that it usually needs to be eaten outside. Sounds delightful. Tony, surströming, is it something you put in your mouth? Doesn't sound super appealing, so I'm going to say no. Yeah, that uh, nothing about that sounds good. I'm not a big fish fan to begin with. Uh, I do like a good uh, salmon, but you know, herring that is basically whole and and, and taken to the point just where it's got enough salt that it won't rot mm, doesn't instill enough confidence in me. No, no, nope. it just uh, that kind of stuff. Nah, nah. Not so much. All right, let's move over to China, where they have what's known as the century egg, the hundred-year-old egg, or the thousand-year-old egg, depending on how you uh, look at it. it. says, yeah, okay, it's neither a century nor a millennium old, but this egg is pretty rotten. After being preserved in a mixture of clay, ash, and quicklime for a few months, the yolk turns a dark green or even black and slimy 
while the white has turned to a dark brown translucent jelly. Apparently, it smells, a strong, uh, smells strongly of sulfur and ammonia, but tastes like a hard-boiled egg, until you breathe it out, that is. Tony, the uh, 100-year-old egg, is it something you put in your mouth? Oh! oh. No way! <laughs> Barf! Oof. I'm sure it's a delicacy there, but bleh, no. <laughs> it looks disgusting. I, I've heard it. It's not the best tasting thing in the world. Um, yeah, even though they say it tastes like a hard-boiled egg, you know, smell is so much of your taste that uh, I don't think I could get past that. No, uh, there's no way. I, sometimes if you can smell something, um, it, it makes it hard to, like, the smell is so strong and nasty, it's hard to have the stomach to want to eat it. So. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move back to the U.S. here, uh, namely Alaska, where, you know, we were talking about a good cut of salmon. Well, in Alaska, they have something called stink heads. It's the fermented head of a king salmon buried underground for a few weeks and eaten as a pungent putty-like mush. Tony, is it something you put in your mouth? <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, no, no. Like, why? Why would you eat that? Like, who thinks of these things? I'm going to take this fish head. I'm going to bury it in a week. I'm going to eat it. It's like a dog hiding a bone, you know? Like, they, they bury it, and then they're like, my <laughs> and I get the the you know the willingness for people to use every part of an animal to eat it, but uh, I don't think that would be the best way to even eat a salmon head. You know, I, I figured there's probably a thousand other ways to prepare it that's better than this. Oh yeah, absolutely. This just oh man, that's just so disgusting. <laughs> well, let's move on to uh, the next one in Japan and find out if it's something you put in your mouth or if it's just too disgusting. It's called the shiakara. It's a dish made of pieces of meat taken from a selection of sea creatures served in a brown, viscous paste of their own salted and fermented viscera. Oh, I forgot to say, it's all served raw. Enjoy. I'm going to grab a bucket. Tony, shiakara, is it something you put in your mouth? No, no way, man. No. Goodbye. Nope. <laughs> I'm good. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm not big on raw fish to begin with, but now you've got uh, you know the raw innards of certain sea creatures that they don't even name what it is. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, they're it. like it, it's not gonna get you sick, but uh, good luck. So basically, you're eating chum. Yeah, yeah, give or take. Yeah. All right, no. and then Tony. Finally, let's head over to Thailand, where we get away from the fish into another delicacy there. It's known as Jing Lead. So, yes, this is a big old grasshopper seasoned with salt, pepper <laughs> powder, and chili, and fried in a big wok. Tastes a little like a hollow popcorn skin, except a little juice squirts out when you bite into it. Tony, the Jing Lead grasshopper that's uh, seasoned and deep fried, is it something you put in your mouth? I stir fry you in my wok. No, no, uh, I, I just know what there's just it's crazy the things that people think about cooking and eating. Um, I, I have seen a big, massive monster grasshopper when I got to when I went to uh, Cabo. Um, we saw one that was just oh, it was huge, so I could picture it being a big thing, but uh, <laughs> no. and then deep fried and taking a bite of that. Oof, yeah, no thanks. Nah. All right. Well, folks, that does it for another edition of Put It In Your Mouth Monday. 
Didn't have much success, but there was one in there. I was going to say, I wonder if uh, Ryan was still here. If what he, because he would say yes to everything. I don't know about these. Maybe, maybe when you stumped them, I don't know. (laughs) Well, folks, we're headed into the commercial break. When we come back, we've got success over 40. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Want to expand your advertising dollar? Sponsor this or any America Matters program by calling 775-827-8900, extension 2. Now back to the show. Now back to the show indeed. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Monday, September 14th. Now if you missed a portion of the show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to americamatters.us, click on the shows and podcast links, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, about 20 in all. While you're there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review, let us know what you think, and tell your friends because sharing is caring. Now, Ooh. in this segment, before we head into our long break, Wanted to talk about uh, our age, Tony. You know, t- you and I are both pushing 40. You know, 40 is, uh, for many people, that midlife crisis uh, era. And uh, came across a list of, uh, basically, somebody wanted to put together, you know, you see all of those top 40 under 40, and, you know, they're talking about the successes of people who are under the age of 40 that have done these big things. Well, he wanted to turn the tables on it a little bit and talk about, you know, some of the successes that people are finding over the age of 40 and really showing that, you know, at the midlife, it's not too late to accomplish your goals. So I figured this would be a nice good pick-me-up for us that, uh, you know, are pushing that age and, uh, you know, see what we have to look forward to. So uh, are you ready for these, Tone? I'm ready, buddy. All right. First up is from Twitter user Brianna Bertoglio. says, in grad school, met a native woman in her early 90s who started her linguistics PhD program in her late 80s in order to preserve her tribe's language. She said uh, many of her people in her family lived to be in their hundreds, so it was a good time as any, and she has years left to do the work that she needed to do. So, yeah, even somebody going back to school in their 80s through the 90s, you know, they're they're showing you that, uh, you know, it's, it's not too late to learn. It's not too late to uh, do something for, you know, the heritage that you've grown up to love. Yeah, I think that's awesome. I, I applaud anybody that late in life decides they want to do a career change or follow their dreams. Or maybe they've just sat back and been too comfortable because us as humans, it, it's easy to be in things like, uh, you know, I don't want to sound negative, but some, some people stay in... Uh, relationships that are past the expiration date and they just stay in because they had kids or whatever but they could go live their best life after um jobs too like you stay loyal to jobs because you've been there for so long and you're comfortable and it's scary to go take that leap of faith so yeah, yeah i applaud anybody that does that it's, it's great well so. not only that it, you know it used to be that you know you get a job and you're there for life and you know your job you know the the company would take care of you you know you earn a pension at the end and and uh, retirement party and that doesn't really exist anymore you know nowadays it's you know thank you for your service see you so long or in a lot of cases like what happened to my dad is uh you know you age out and uh they just 
they retire you out early and say, well, thank you. We'll, we're moving on to a uh, fresher batch of people. Yeah, you see that in all aspects of it, which stinks. Um, like, it's weird for me, like at my company, I've, I've been seeing a lot of the the ones, the names that you've heard about for a long time are finally all hitting the retirement. And, you know, it's weird seeing them all kind of go to lesser roles. The people that were up here going to lesser roles now, things like that. You know, whether it was their own accord or not, I don't know, but it's it's definitely interesting to see. It is. Now, a lot of people, instead of finding a, uh, a second career, find uh, that uh, their creative side comes out. For instance, Twitter user Joe Jamison says, My grandmother, after raising nine children and retiring from her nursing career, started painting. Her house is now basically an art gallery, and she is actively creating fairly family heirlooms. She's my hero. And it uh, shows a picture on here, just a beautiful painting. It looks like Venice, Italy. And uh, I'll post these on our Facebook page. But again, it goes to show that, uh, you know, it's never too late to start something creative. Oh, yeah, especially if you have a passion for it. I mean, uh, if you love to do something, you know, do it. Do it to your best ability. And uh, there's always, you're going to have some fans and supporters, and you might not start out big but in time if you continue to pursue that dream it could happen for you yeah yeah uh not only creative but uh physical limitations obviously you know we're even uh where we're at you know again pushing 40 you know i've i wake up uh aching in the morning i i do have uh, what's called fibromyalgia which is an autoimmune disorder that uh, affects me but you know i have to do yoga every morning just to get enough flexibility to move well you know some people after the age of 40 are doing some bigger things than just getting up in the morning and stretching for instance uh you have twitter user old but pretty says had a stroke in 2006 but that still affects me last year at 51 i started adult gymnastics with no previous gymnastics experience 20 years older than the next oldest student overweight and unfit did my first unassisted forward somersault last december so uh you know if if the if the spirit is there if you're willing and strong you know what you can you can take up something like gymnastics it'll take you a little bit longer but uh you know it goes to show that the body is an amazing thing oh absolutely it's uh it does so many cool things that you just don't even think about you're like oh neat yeah always absolutely. doing something cool yep as long as it's working for you and not against you right <laughs> exactly yeah i mean he could have yeah. broken a hip or you know <laughs> whatever it yeah, may have yeah, been, but... yeah de definitely yeah all right uh moving on back with uh you know continuing education you have twitter user john t johnson that says i was laid off in 2008 after 26 years on the job started bachelor's in 2009 graduated with honors in 2013 started a phd in 2014 at 51 years old expect to graduate next year at 57 before was nervous wreck even introducing myself in a group now i'm teaching classes learned so much and grown so much as a person so yeah i mean it's never too late to to get that phd if you want to be a doctor and you're you know 51 60 years old whatever it may be you can still do so yeah uh, again this just shows the age has no limits uh you can still do whatever you want to do if you know it's all I mean, obviously, there's some things you can't, but, uh, you know, 
but the little passion projects, things you love to do, absolutely. Yep. Uh, continue on with that uh, train of thought. Uh, and again, turning creative into business. You have Twitter user Mark McKinney that says, after decades of doodling plans on napkins, as she followed my diplomat father from one posting to the next, my mom got her architecture degree in her 60s. My retired dad was ferociously proud of her and threw an epic party for her graduation. And so, yeah, you know, if you love architecture, if you love something like that, don't give up on it just because you're trying to raise a family. Uh, you know, do what you can. And now with the age of the Internet, it's easier than ever. Right. It's uh, you could do. I mean, like we got to, we were able to do like our podcasts and, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of fun little projects and all thanks to the Internet. You know, it didn't cost anything. It just takes you to go out there and put yourself out there. It's, yeah. uh, you can get started that way. But not only that, but, uh, you know, as you're going through and, you know, there's certain, certainly uncertain times that, uh, you know, we're dealing with one right now. 2008 was a big loss. You know, like this Twitter user named Anita Nicholson says, approaching 50, lost everything twice. Now I have a tiny home. That's all I need. Raise thousands every year for charity to help others get back on their feet through my hobby of photography. And I'm about to have a book published. Mostly I've learned to have less and give more. So it helps you reassess things in life and realize what's, uh, you know, what's really important for you. Absolutely. Well, you know, and then you got a lot of those apps out there nowadays. Like one of my favorite is the filters in Instagram. I love taking sunset or water pictures and stuff. And I get a lot of compliments and a lot of likes on those. And I like yeah. to keep that different than Facebook. You know, it's just Facebook. I'll put like, you know, pictures of me, friends, family, selfies, whatever. Where on Insta, I like to keep, uh, you know, I like to do the artsy stuff kind of on there. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. I just hey. like to do it. They, they look great. They turn out great. And, of course, uh, folks, if you do want to see what he's talking about, uh, Tony's Instagram handle is at Tony.SanFilippo81. So you can check those out there. I love it. Shameless plug, baby. Oh, yeah. All right, moving on with uh, success over 40. You know, it goes to show that uh, if at first you don't succeed, try, try again. This from Twitter user Chris Lefko says, My mother-in-law went to school, law school at 78, took the New York bar, failed, studied harder and took it again, brought a suitcase of law books to check the results, ready to start studying to take the bar a third time if necessary. But she'd passed. She became a litigator at the age of 80. You know, if you love Damn. law, if you love doing something, you know, there's nothing that says you have to retire <laughs> at age 65. Hell, she's doing law at the age of 80. Somebody just, I applaud her. Let me just go first off. Good for you. Good on you. But if I'm 80, I sure as hell am not doing it. <laughs> I'm not out there defending nobody. No. I want to enjoy, I want to travel and enjoy. And obviously not everybody could do that, but I have, I'd love to just do that. <laughs> well, I sure as hell don't want to do anything that's overly stressful mm. or a lot of hectic. Like if I could just show up, do some things, make some people happy and go, I'd be happy with that. Yeah. Ultimately do what you enjoy. You know, uh, I'm, I'm somebody who can't sit still. I've got three projects going on, on at any given time. So I can't imagine, you know, full on retirement, but you never know. In any case, folks, that does it for uh, the first hour of our show. When we come back, we have, our <laughs> we have our call in topic of uh, favorite obscure professional sports. You won't want to miss it. Come on back. We'll see you guys in about seven minutes.
Fera Fuzzball I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. I wash my hands of this weirdness. And welcome back, folks, to the second hour of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It's Monday, September 14th. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. Still joined by my co-host, Tony Sanfilippo, who has himself a uh, nice, refreshing smoothie this morning. Tony, how are you holding up in this second hour? I'm ready for a second hour. Hopefully the uh, technical difficulties that plagued me in er, episode one, hour one, (laughs) is better. We'll see. Good, Words are still hard. (laughs) <laughs> Words are still hard. I'm still sweating to death in here. You know, I thought we got the AC fixed on Friday. Came in this morning. It was uh, almost 100 degrees in here when I walked in. It was Ugh. quite toasty. So i got to figure out what's actually going on with that. And I can't turn the fan on because then you guys, the listeners, hear nothing but fan the entire time. So uh, it's just the way it goes. But uh, in any case, let's move on to our interactive portion of the show. This is the point in the show where we want you guys, the listeners and the watchers, to chime in on the subject that we propose at the end of this segment. That number is 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Toll free from anywhere in the world. Or, of course, you could always chime in on our Facebook page uh, on the video that we're watching right now over at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. Now, Tony, I realized this weekend, sitting there on Sunday watching uh, football. So glad football's back. A little strange no, not to yeah, see, buddy. Yeah, a little strange not to see fans in the audience. Uh, at least, uh, you know, unlike the Kansas City game where they had, uh, I think, about ten percent of the capacity, but they're piping in sound and, and all of those things. And I realized that this is the first time in my lifetime that all four major sports are being played at exactly the same time. You have baseball, hockey. Uh, basketball and football all being played uh, right now. Of course, you know, hockey and basketball are into their postseasons, you know, looking towards the championship goals. Uh, Baseball is about midway through, a little bit towards the end. Of course, you know, football is just kicking off. And then I got to thinking about, okay, when uh, we didn't have any of these at the beginning of the uh, coronavirus pandemic, what were we watching on ESPN and then it hit me that uh, I remember turning it on and finding either one uh, Snoop Dogg playing Madden, NFL Madden, uh, with uh, professional commentary, which was very strange, or the Cornhole Championships, and made me, th- <laughs> I, hand to God, uh, made me think about, uh, you know, what is people's favorite obscure sport, you know, professional sport. People are being paid to do these weird things. And, uh, you know, as we found out from the movie Dodgeball, they're found on ESPN 8, The Ocho. Here on ESPN 8, The Ocho, bringing you the finest in seldom seen sports from around the globe since 1999. If it's almost a sport, we've got it here. (laughs) (laughs) If it's almost a sport, we got it here. I I love that. And I 
uh, ESPN even uh, takes that once a year and uh, does uh, 24 hours of obscure sports on what they call ESPN. ESPN ate the Ocho. Now, Tony, uh, any strange professional sports that uh, you enjoy or will go out of your way to uh, to hunt down and watch? Oh, not hunt down and watch. You know, there's nothing that uh, if it isn't uh, football or uh, hockey baseball, you know, the big four, then not typically. You know, I, uh, uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything that's that's just caught my eye um, even big four adjacent you know uh professional bowling championships which they do every year at the uh, national bowling stadium um god what else do they have uh darts yeah well i was gonna say the, like if it's a sport that i play it would be definitely darts um um i, I just uh yeah for me i don't know man it's uh there's nothing really I don't really watch a lot of, if it ain't the big sports, it's not something I'll sit and watch, you know, like bowling, I guess we'll go with that. But <laughs> for me, when, uh, when football's not on, on, uh, Sundays, you know, there's nothing more satisfying than turning on either bowling or golf as a nice, uh, um, something to help lull me to sleep. You know, they're not something I actively watch, but, uh, you know, they, they are great background noise, especially for putting you to sleep. Of course, that's sort of the opposite of what we're looking here. Uh, you know, right. we, we do want to hear from you guys in just a minute. Again, that number, 844-790-TALK, 844-790-8255, with your favorite obscure professional sport. So, again, not amateurs, not something that somebody's doing just on the yard for fun. This is something that people are actually being paid for. Um, something else that would count is uh, like the Nathan's uh, hot dog eating contest. Those oh, are okay. Always they, those, those are always fun to uh, kind of watch on the 4th of July. It's a good tradition. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't imagine doing that. I mean, it, it makes me oh. want to vomit just watching them. But That, that Joey Chestnut, man. Oof. He's amazing. Crazy. And who was the Japanese? Uh, uh, Kurosawa or Kawasaki or what was his name? <laughs> oh, it's, uh, I'll get you the name. Uh, hot Dog Championship. <laughs> he was the yeah. big one before Joey Chester. Yeah, he was big, yeah. It was, oh, geez, oh, geez. Uh, it was uh, Takeru Kobashi. Kobayashi, that was it. Kobayashi, yeah. six times Nathan's hot dog. You know, I've actually been to the place where they do that on uh, in Coney Island in New York. I've actually been over there, yeah, um, and seen the big wall of fame and all that. Pretty neat. It is very cool, but at the same time, you know, the fact it's considered a sport, people are being paid for it, and that it's being televised is is just something that blows my yeah. mind. The video game, like you said, the video game thing blows my mind. How big esports is? Yes, like yeah. that's a huge thing. So yeah, you know, it, it's crazy. Well, folks, we're opening up the phone lines. We want to hear from you right now. Eight four four seven nine zero talk. Eight four four seven nine zero eighty two fifty five. Toll free from anywhere in the world about your favorite obscure professional sport. When we come back, it's all about you guys. So uh, give us a call, chime in on our Facebook page, and we will be back in just a few minutes.
unable to listen to the whole show, a recording of today's program will be available later today. Visit americamatters.us and click on the podcast link. Now, back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Monday, September 14th. Now we are in the middle of our uh, call-in topic, inviting you guys to call in right now, 844-790-TALK, 844-790-8255. We're talking about obscure sports that would be found on... Here on ESPN 8, The Ocho, bringing you the finest in seldom-seen sports from around the globe since 1999. If it's almost a sport, we've got it here. <laughs> oh, I love that movie. Uh, Dodgeball, if you haven't seen it, well worth checking out. Obviously, has uh, even infiltrated ESPN, where once a year they do 24 hours of obscure sports on ESPN 8, The Ocho. Now, Tony, you mentioned uh, that one of our regular listeners has chimed in on your side about uh, their favorite obscure professional sport. Who is it, and what is it? Uh, Lacey Yandrev, Holdridge, Nebraska, assumed to be Carney, Nebraska, uh, chimed in and said, Ninja Warrior, the real Japanese one, used to be on the G4 channel. Um, they take their Ninja Warrior serious in Japan. So I'm thinking she likes both the American and the Japanese one. Yeah, the, um, uh, and then, the American oh. version is very entertaining you know it's uh the athleticism of some of these people and and uh you know the obstacle courses they put them through are crazy but uh you know again it's professional they're paying people to do it so uh that certainly counts absolutely that's a good one another one annabella our niece here um sorry guys i'm in my throat uh boxing is her obscure one that she likes to watch so that's a good one you know boxing Boxing is definitely it's it's more obscure than it used to be when we were your age, Bella. Um, you know, it used to be the, the biggest thing almost in the world. In fact, there were video games, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, that came out because of it. But now with UFC, boxing sort of taken a back seat. So uh, I love that input. We also had a regular listener, Kendra, who said trampoline. That was a backyard toy. Now it's an Olympic sport. I could have been a world-class athlete. Um, I don't know about <laughs> you, Tony, but I was never really good at the trampoline. I'd try a flip, and I'd land on my head nine times out of ten i was pretty good for a while man i got in trouble for my mom i uh i thought that i think it was uh something i saw on wrestling and i got on the roof and did a flip <laughs> off the roof onto the trampoline my mom caught me doing she was pissed. oh i bet um i hit my back on the ground so that was needless to say the last time i did that but uh <laughs> but i was a daredevil at one time and didn't do it so well, and it's funny you say that because uh, my brother and I used to do wrestling moves on the trampoline. So I'd suplex him and, and you know, drop him. And it, it was obviously on a trampoline uh, more safe than uh, a non-trampoline, but uh, still not totally safe. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, yeah. We uh, pile drivers uh, found out, like, those could legit do some damage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I made a, definitely made one of my neighborhood kids like scream bloody murder. I thought I broke the poor kid's neck. Thank God I didn't. But uh, yeah, you just, you know, trampolines, they fun. They are fun. Uh, you know what's funny is the big trampolines are fun. Those personal one-person trampolines are useless. 
I never found oh, they're any so, joiners. They're so dumb. Yeah, yeah, those little tiny ones. Yeah. Lame. <laughs> it's all about the big ones for sure. Exactly. Well, folks, we are talking about your favorite obscure professional sport. Give us a call right now if you'd like to chime in at 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Or you can always chime in on our Facebook page on the uh, video that's on right now at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. Now, I've got a list here of uh, some very obscure professional sports. For instance, uh, maybe you've seen this one on ESPN 2, 3, or even the Ocho. How about the Lumberjack World Championships, Tone? Ooh, Lumberjacks. I hope they're wearing a lot of flannel. <laughs> well, it says even here, uh, rumor here has it that merely attending the Lumberjack World Championships at the Lumberjack Bowl in Wisconsin will put hair on your chest. This competition is so mystically masculine that every competitor, male or female, automatically earns a man card for life. This is definitely the burliest event in the world of strange sports. The events are awesome, including log rolling, wood chopping, sawing, climbing, and more. The event names are even better. Burling, Hot Saw, Double Buck, Boom Run, Jack and Jill. It may not be in the rule book, but wearing anything on the flannel side certainly leads to a deduction of some sort. Oh, leading, uh, wearing anything other than flannel leads to a deduction. So, uh, Tony, have you ever seen uh, lumberjacking on any of the sports channels? <laughs> I've seen it. I, I've never watched it, but I have seen it. Like they have the contest of uh, who can chop down the uh, the trees the fastest, and yep. they had the big saws. Like sometimes they'll have one guy on one side, and they have to get through it. So yeah, I've I have seen it before. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on to this one, Tony. Are you familiar with the sport of hobby horsing? Hobby horsing? No. Okay. I think he's more to uh, talk like Hubie and say, uh, "Yowie, wowie." <laughs> well, probably a good thing. So uh, there are a lot of reasons to believe that our entire existence is nothing more than a simulation. Look no further than this 100% authentic, mind-numbingly real, more unique than one-of-a-kind sport hobby horsing. Words like weird and bizarre do not come close to properly depicting the spectacle. It involves people riding toy horses in a gymnasium with zero intention of irony. What apparently began in Finland quickly gained a following and has reportedly exploded in popularity. Yes, it is people in a gymnasium wearing gym clothes, wearing uh, one of those, or uh, riding a horse head like on a broomstick. And running around doing obstacles and things like that, and it is a legit pro sport. That's uh, that is freaking weird. Yeah. <laughs> okay, folks, we want to hear from you with your favorite obscure professional sport at eight four four seven nine zero talk eight four four seven nine zero eighty two fifty five. Perhaps it could be this one, kaiju big battle. Any idea what that is, Tone? Kaiju big battle. Is it a card game? It is not. (laughs) So the world can thank the unrivaled genius of Rand and David Borden for introducing us to the greatest sport we we never knew we needed, Kaiju Big Battle. Everything about this pseudo-wrestling epic battle is fantastic. Kaiju, which literally translates into Strange Beast, is a film genre featuring monsters. The characters usually wreck cities and fight over... Uh, fight other big monsters, think Godzilla. Even the sport's choice to stick with battle, B-A-T-T-E-L, after an accident 
accidental, uh, accidental misspelling of battle is telling. The name reflects the carefree, lighthearted nature of this hilariously costumed exhibition. And it's basically uh, wrestling in a ring with people dressed up as giant kaiju monsters. Yeah, that's... Uh... <clears throat> Sounds interesting. Okay. <laughs> no, you know what I should have said? I know it doesn't exist, but uh, we should mention it since it's obscure sports. Basketball. Oh. Remember that? That was a fun movie. <laughs> I don't know if it holds up. You know, we I, we went back and watched uh, uh, yeah. Orgasmo. That one didn't hold up. So eh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm afraid to go back and watch Basketball. But uh, that was a interestingly uh, weird sport uh well, I know it's just a movie, but like the rules of it and everything was definitely weird. So, well, speaking of uh, strange sports derived from movies, Tony, are you a big Harry Potter fan? Uh, not a big fan, but I think I know where you're going with this one. <laughs> so, uh, there's no de- denying that J.K. Rowling's Harry Potter series has taken over the world. The literary hit became a blockbuster film series and has inspired countless games, collectibles, and merchandise. The brand has earned billions since its inception in 1997. Perhaps craziest of all, people are actually playing Harry Potter's imaginary strange sport of Quidditch. Harry Potter fans have taken their obsession to new heights thanks to certain college students who have put excessive effort into not studying. What began with a Middlebury College student's silly idea to run around on brooms playing the great game at the Vermont school quickly evolved. Now the strange sport is regulated by the International Quidditch Association. Yep, that's real. There's even an International Quidditch World Cup. Tony, is that something you'd watch on the Ocho? Uh, they'd be interesting to watch. I mean, if they added, like, since they piped in, uh, <laughs> if you know, like you were talking about the the, the piped in the cornhole world championships. <laughs> yeah, you know, give me some, uh, give me some wizardly effects when you shoot something, you know, or some three D imagery. So, <laughs> and folks, we are talking strange professional sports. What's your favorite? Again, feel free to chime in on our Facebook page or give us a call. There's still a little time. Eight four four seven nine zero talk. Eight four four seven nine zero eighty two fifty five. Now, this next one is one I heard about a couple years ago. Never had a chance to watch it, but always wanted to. It is chess boxing. Yes, you heard me. Chess, chess boxing. boxing. Unlike Quidditch, chess boxing, chess boxing is not another weird sport spawned from Harry Potter's fictional wizarding world. This game is a serious test of will. It takes both brains and brawn to earn the championship status. Chess boxing began in Berlin in 2003 and has since spread around the world. A match consists of 11 rounds, 6 rounds of chess, and 5 of boxing. Each round lasts three minutes. A winner is only declared if a checkmate in chess, TKO in boxing, or disqualification by the ref for idleness. So, uh, yeah, they play a round of chess, then they box, then they play a round of chess, then they box. It. Uh, I have no idea where they came up with this, but uh, it looks amazingly fun to watch. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds very interesting, so... <laughs> And then finally, as we close out this segment, how about the professional sport of shin kicking? Yes, it's exactly what it sounds like. Shin kicker! I'm going to kick you in the shin. Uh Let's start with the name of this bizarre contest, shin kicking. Now let's break it down. The first word implies that shins are involved, so logic would tell us that they're being kicked. Probably the silliest sounding name in combat sports today, the rules sound ridiculously, uh, equally ridiculous. The combatants grab each other by the collar and strike away at the inside with the inside of their foot. 
A competitor loses by, shout, by shouting the word sufficient to say they've had enough. So, uh, folks, you know, next time you're missing football or baseball or basketball or hockey, be sure to check out shin kicking or any of the weird sports that we talked about here today. Now, when we come back, we've got uh, clickbait movie titles, which you won't want to miss. Come on back, y'all. We'll be back in a few. To join the conversation, call 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Now, back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Monday, September 14th. Now, we talk about it a couple times each show. It is the Phoenix Line, a 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys, the listeners, an opportunity to chime in on any subject whatsoever. Maybe you're catching the show and rebroadcast and want to chime in with your favorite obscure professional sport. For instance, uh, Mike Yandra, who's uh, one of our regular listeners, just missed the cutoff. And if he wants to talk to us about uh, marble racing or uh, whatever it was that he chimed in with. Yeah, yeah, Jail's Marble Runs. Uh, it was, uh, it's, we watched it on the, well, I watched it, played it for Chris over the speaker on uh, the commercial break. <laughs> It's like a Pinewood Derby. They take the colored marbles and they roll down and there's a commentator. And then there's animated marble fans in there. Hey, you know, there, there's something for everybody. But uh, in yeah. any case, if you do want to chime in, give us a call on the Phoenix line. That number, 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O. Or 855-336-4973. Could be on that. Any topic whatsoever. We just ask you to keep it entertaining. We will compile those together and put them out in a future show. Now, in this show, wanted to talk about clickbait. Obviously, we live in a clickbait world right now where, uh, you know, prior to the age of the Internet, you know, these clickbait headlines would really only be regulated to, uh, you know, the National Enquirer and, and uh, you know, these magazines that, uh, you know, Batboy found and, and, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, the old school National Enquirer crap. Yeah. Yeah. Real legitimate news never used to use the clickbait that they use today. And, of course, now, uh, you know, the clickbait headlines often don't even tell you what's in the actual story. They're just trying to get people to go to where they're going, drive advertising, whatever it may be. So I came across a list of movies where uh, they've been given a clickbait title. And, Tony, I'm going to run the clickbait title by you. See if you can figure out what the movie actually is. Okay. Are you ready to go? I'm ready. Let's do this. All right. Let's start out with one that's easy. You know, perhaps you uh, see this headline on, uh, you know, the local news source, and it says, parents leave kid at home by himself for a week. You'll never believe what happened. Tony, what's, never what's the name of that movie? Where it says you'll never believe what happened? Uh, just what it's describing. Parents leave kid at home by himself for a week. Oh, home alone. Home alone. There you go. All right. So now that you've got a feeling for what we're looking for, again, you know, these are would be the clickbait title of a movie uh, if uh, it was in the news today. For instance, Tony, hundreds of people are joining this group, but no one is allowed to talk about it. The first two rules may shock you. Fight Club. You got it. First rule of Fight Club, you don't talk about Fight Club. You don't talk about it. Second rule of Fight Club, <laughs> you don't talk about Fight Club. But uh, those first two rules may shock you. 
All right, let's move on <laughs> with our next one, Tony. You'll never believe what was on this plane. Snakes on a plane. Look at you, Tone, knocking it out of the park. Yep, uh, snakes on a plane. You'd never believe what was on there, but uh, actually in this day and age, I might. Yeah. There's a drowsy snake on the plane. There's <laughs> a snakes. Here's one that might be a little bit tougher one for you, Tone. The clickbait movie title. Farm Boy Destroys Massive Government Project with a One in a Million Shot. <laughs> okay. Jeez. Oh, okay, that one I don't know. All right. I award you no points. Yeah. And may God have mercy on your soul. If you really think about it, it makes sense. Farm Boy Destroys Massive Government Project with One in a Million Shot. How about Star Wars A New Hope? Oh, that is good. Yep, you got to dive deep into it. All right, let's Oof, move. Yeah. Let's move on to the next one. Man frozen in Arctic Ocean seventy years ago wakes up. Ah, uh, Captain America. Yep, Captain America, the first Avenger, or any of the Captain Americas for that matter. <laughs> <laughs> this one might be. A little bit harder if you didn't recognize the name that's already in it. it. says, this NYC cop found one weird trick to save the Nakatomi Plaza. Terrorists hate him. Easy peasy die hard. Yep. It might be a little yeah, bit. The, Na the Nakatomi gave it away. That's exactly. Yeah. But, uh, hey, you never know. Some people might not be familiar with it and might tune in and be like, what? Huh? How do you save it with just one little trick? Well, the one weird trick apparently is losing your shoes and your shirt and climbing around through uh, uh, air conditioning ducts. Oh, well, we and he does it barefoot, too. And yeah. And let's get together. Have a few laughs. <laughs> Yippee-ki-yay, Mr. What is it? Mr. Falcon? <laughs> Mr. Falcon, yeah. <laughs> Yippee-ki-yay, Mr. Falcon. <laughs> All right, let's move on with uh, clickbait movie titles how about this one prison warden removes pinup poster what he finds behind it will shock you can you repeat that one yeah it's uh prison warden removes pinup poster what he finds behind it will shock you oh shawshank redemption bingo yep ah oh, good movie good movie but uh again you know if you're trying to uh suck people in with your headline you know something like that would work the irony of this is that uh, this list comes from BuzzFeed, which is known for these type of clickbait titles. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, and there's so many that pop up, too. Oy, yeah. oy, oy. All right. Let's move on to the next one, Tony. says, uh, chest pains? You'll never guess what this Star Freight crewman found gestating inside of him. Uh, alien. It is alien. See, Tony, you know your movies. I'm good. Minus the the biggest one, Star Wars is the I flubbed that one. To be it's, fair, that was that was, that was a, tough a tough one. one. Yep. Let's move on to this next one. A rat cooked me dinner and I liked it. Ratatouille. Easy peasy. <laughs> Here's one you'll enjoy, Tony. Here's the clickbait title. Tony's gonna figure out the movie. Time travel gone wrong. Man travels back to nineteen fifty five to meet his mom. Um, um, uh, this is so hard for me, I don't know, uh, back to the future. 
<laughs> I had to stretch it. You make like a tree and get out of here. <laughs> Here's one that doesn't make a lot of sense, but uh, actually happened in a movie. I dumped my boyfriend for a bee. <laughs> okay. I dumped my boyfriend for a bee. Oh, no. Hold on. I don't know this one. Be yourself. You get it's, uh, nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. It's the animated B movie starring Jerry Seinfeld and Renee Zellweger. I was, you know what's funny is I was going to say that, but I was like, I've never seen it, so I don't know. But man, I should have just guessed it. I would have been on a roll still. But. <laughs> well, maybe you'll get this next clickbait movie title. Young girl nearly murders sister with icicles. Young girl nearly murders sister with icicles. Oh, Frozen. Just let it go, Tony. It is Frozen. Let it go. Yeah, <laughs> Lacey got the B movie. She she chimed. I just now got it. <laughs> to be fair, Tony, you don't have any kids, so uh, some of the more obscure animated movies, don't blame you for not watching. Yeah. What? All right. Here's one. Clickbait movie title. Red or blue, you won't believe what pill America's top hacker took. Oh, the Matrix. That is it. <laughs> all right. Uh, here's one that you should be able to get with a snap. It says, Purple Man kills half of all life with one simple trick. Repeat that one again. Purple Man kills half of all life with one simple trick. Oh, Thanos. And which movie was that? Oh, sorry. Thanos in uh, Avengers Infinity War. There you go. You got it. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's funny. Sorry, I was reading a comment when you read that, uh, so my brain didn't process that. <laughs> Here's one that's uh, a little bit of a throwback. You may not get it, but uh, you know what? It's worth a try. Clickbait movie titles, Tony. How about you won't believe what this billionaire uttered on his deathbed? I was reading another article. <laughs> Again, you won't believe what this billionaire uttered on his deathbed. Oh gosh, uh, this is where I'm waiting for them to chime in. I don't, I don't know oh. on that one. Well, we, we we give you no points, Tony. And again, it's a little bit of throwback. Maybe a movie you've never even seen, but the word would be Rosebud, and the movie is Citizen Kane. Yeah, no. I <laughs> definitely would not have gotten that Not one. so much for you. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. And then finally, clickbait movie title, something you'd see in uh, common headlines. Math genius found working as janitor. Find out what his psychiatrist did to him. What movie oh, is Oh, it's Goodwill good Hunting. It is Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> Well, folks, that does it for this segment of clickbait movie titles. When you when you come back, when we come back, when we all come back, we're heading into the final segment of the show. It is This Day in History, where we drop a little knowledge, hopefully a few laughs on you as well. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Are you shy and don't want to talk on the air? Text us your questions or comments to 775-237-2266. Now back to the show. Well, we did it, folks, on this Monday. We made it to the 
final segment of this show, uh, but not before we drop a little knowledge, hopefully a few laughs on you as well. But before we get there, if you missed a portion of the show, you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to americamatters.us. Click on the shows and podcast link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix radio show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts, whether it's Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Doozer, Dozer, Geezer, Gozer. Are you a god? Yeah, I'm a god. What do you think? You always say yes when asked if you're a god. While you're there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Make sure you leave a review. Let us know what you think and tell your friends. Because why, Tony? Sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. Now, as I mentioned, it is the final segment of the show. And as we do each and every day, it is this day in history. Reversing the globe for the stories that turn the world on its head. It's this day in history. With your correspondent on the beat. Christian Phoenix. <laughs> Thank you, Siri. All right. Oh, funny. Kicking off this day in the year 81. Yes, the year 81. One of the best names ever, Domitian, becomes emperor of the Roman Empire upon the death of his brother Titus. Man, they had cool names back then. Yeah, they did. <laughs> Hello, Titus. <laughs> All right. Uh, I don't know if I'd want to be uh, prince of this, but uh, 1629, Siege of Sh- Schergenbosch, Spanish garrison surrenders to Frederick Henry, the Prince of Orange. Boy, that would be a not a very good name <laughs> to have. I'm the Prince of Orange. Nah. I'm the Prince of Orange. I am orange juice, orange, orange slice, and orange crush. <laughs> orange crush. I like it. Orange crush. <laughs> this day in 1741, George Frederick Handel finishes his Messiah Orator after working on it nonstop for 23 days. Uh, it's a musical composition that... Uh, I, did he really work on it nonstop for 23 days? I, I would imagine you'd have to sleep at least once in there, right? Right. You would think you'd at least got to get a little bit of sleep. Just just a little. Yep. Moving on this day in 1807, Aaron Burr is acquitted of a misdemeanor charge. Uh, I wonder if that is in the death of Alexander Hamilton. Uh, doesn't quite say, but uh, we know that he was uh, the reason for Hamilton's death. If not from the movie and play from the Got Milk commercial from the mid-90s. Oh, okay. If you remember. Moving on this I, day. I do. Got Milk? Yep. Aaron Burr. Moving on. Aaron Burr. This day in 1812, the Great Fire of Moscow begins as Napoleon approaches the city and retreating Russia burns. Fire continues to burn for five days. And so, uh, yeah, you know, like we always say, Napoleon celebrated the victory by visiting Farrell's and ordering a Piggly Wiggly. Excellent! Woo! Little Piggly Wiggly! (laughs) Moving on this day in 1814, Francis Scott Key pens the poem Defense of Fort M. Henry. Later known as the Star Spangled Banner, while witnessing the bombardment of Fort McHenry from a ship in Baltimore Harbor. And, uh... Star Spangled Banner, great song, and obviously, you know, given what day it was on Friday, um, the words mean more there than, uh, you know, any other time in modern American history. No, absolutely. All right, moving on this day in 1876, Henry Morton Stanley's expedition leaves Rwanda. 
Um, don't know, other than he was a journalist and explorer, don't know what he was looking for in Rwanda. Rwanda! <laughs> <laughs> you know that uh, Tony's got something important to chime in when he's just uh, making sounds. Yep. <laughs> this day in <Wanga. laughs> this day in 1901, Theodore Roosevelt is sworn in as the youngest man to serve as U.S. president after William McKinley finally dies after an anarchist shoots him in Buffalo. I didn't realize that's how uh, McKinley died and how uh, Roosevelt became president. I didn't either. That's that's definitely cool. Moving on, this day in 1923, Bella chimed in with her obscure sport of, of boxing. As I mentioned, it's not wasn't as obscure, uh, you know, back when we were growing up, or even in the 1920s. For instance, in 1923, in his fourth heavyweight boxing title defense, Jack Dempsey recovers after being sent through the ropes to knock out Argentine challenger Luis Furpo in the second round of the po- Polo Grounds uh, New York City Heavyweight Championship. Hmm. All right. <laughs> Fascinating. All right. This day in 1938, the Hindenburg disaster ends the age of Zeppelins as Graf Zeppelin II, world's largest airship, makes its maiden flight and then, of course, uh, burns up. 36 people died from that. Oof. Graf Zeppelin. We are, we chat, we've mentioned Zeppelins a few times on this show, and they'd just be super cool to see if they still existed. Definitely weird. It would be strange, but uh, obviously based on that, it's um, it's no wonder we don't see them. It's probably a good thing we don't. Right. <laughs> Moving on this date in 1956, IBM introduces the Ramach 305, the first commercial computer with a hard drive that uses magnetic disk storage and weighs over a ton. That's a Whoa. big computer. Yeah, that's a massive computer. Could you imagine finding a uh, computer desk to fit that? You're like, where am I going to put this? It takes up the whole freaking room. <laughs> and I'm sure it had, uh, you know, just kilobytes of data compared to, you know, gigs and, and uh, you know, terabytes that we deal with now. Right. All right. Moving on this day in 1964, Walt Disney is awarded the Medal of Freedom at the White House. Interesting. I didn't know he was awarded the Medal of Freedom. I didn't either. Hmm. Look at that. You tune into our show, you learn something new every day. Yeah, I'm like, wait, okay. All right. This day in 1972, The Waltons TV program premieres on CBS, starring Richard Thomas and Ralphie Waite. Did you ever watch The Walton Stone? Nah. I know of it, though, but I've never watched it. Not one of your uh, go-tos in old old TV? Yeah, it wasn't wasn't in the rotation, that's for sure. All right, all right. Maybe this go-to, or this old show is a go-to for you. This day in 1985, The Golden Girls, starring B. Arthur, Betty White, Rue McClanahan, and Estelle Getty, debuts on NBC. Um, classic show. I've actually, I've seen a couple in my time. Um, my friend Annie is a huge fan of that show. Um, as well as my buddy Zach. We both love that. It's actually, it's a pretty funny show. I never watched it in the time because I never wanted to watch a show about, uh, four old ladies. But, uh, you know, you go back and and watch it. There's a few chuckles to be had. A few chuckles. Thank you for being a friend. Uh, the following year, this day on 1986, Bo Jackson's first home run 
a 470-foot blast, the longest at Royal Stadium. And again, I mentioned uh, last week that I miss the days of dual-sport players like uh, Bo Jackson and Deion Sanders, who you saw both in baseball and football. Yeah, me too. Well, Bo Jackson was one of my favorite players growing up. Um, loved watching him in baseball. Used to have this badass card. Um, it was called the Bow Breaker. Mm-hmm. Um, there was always the infamous one where he wore the football pads and had the the baseball bat behind him like that. I remember but, that, yeah. Bow Breaker was obviously after him striking out when he was on the Royals, and he took a ball bat and just snapped it over his knee. And the way they caught the picture – like the angst in his face as he's snapping it. Awesome. Awesome baseball card, but hell of a great uh, ball player, you know, and um, he was always the guy you wanted to play with in Tecmo Bowl. Yes. You can yeah. never, you can, if you gave the ball to Bo Jackson, the, you, you're scoring every time. <laughs> he didn't take performance enhancing drugs, right? No way. No, right? he didn't. No, no. no. Well, all right. Yeah, he never got. If he did, he never. He got never caught got caught. Him. No, I'm yeah. pretty sure he probably did. Moving on, this day in 1987, Les Miserables, however you want to say it, Les yeah, Miserables, Miserables, opens at the Rock Theater in Budapest. I don't know. Budapest. Is that the first place it opened, or it just happened to open there on that date? Tony, with all of your uh, musical theater background. <laughs> Yes, uh, you, you know, it, it opened up in uh, 1942 at the London Theatre. Les Miserables was a magnificent feat. <laughs> uh, here's one that I wish we still had uh, uh, Ryan doing his impressions. He does a perfect David Attenborough. This day in 2009, David Attenborough and Prince William officially opened the Darwin Center at the National History Museum in London in what is the museum's most significant expansion since 1881. Uh, he does a, uh, just Rick, Richard Attenborough's voice on the uh, nature documentaries are, are amazing. Oh, yeah. What was that? I can't even do it. I'd have to get the character, but man, Ryan, he could do that. It's pretty spot on. (laughs) All right, let's see. uh, What else? We've got some time. This day in 2017, Selena Gomez reveals she had a kidney transplant because of lupus donated by her friend Francia Reyes. Um, I didn't realize she had a kidney transplant. Uh, I didn't either. That's you know the things you the things you learn. All right, and finally, as we head out for the day, let's run down some of today's holidays, shall we? Today is Holiday. National Eat a Hoagie Day, which sounds pretty good. Hoagie, I, hoagie, yeah. Actually, I will, I I will do that today. Thanks, friends. There you go. Today is National Gobstopper Day. Um, if they are everlasting and everything, but I'm not, not a huge fan of them as an adult, so. They're not. Today is <laughs> National I'm on Top of It Day. Apparently, uh, oh, I, a day to make I, to-do lists. Yep, yep. I like when they're on top of today. Yes. Here you go, Tony. After eating your hoagie on National Eat a Hoagie Day, you can enjoy National Cream-Filled Donut Day as a nice dessert. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Oh, you know, it sounds good. Donuts to go. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm, Sounds good. Delicious. Today is National Coloring Day, in case you enjoy coloring. Now they've got coloring books for adults. And then finally, it is National Quiet Day, which is something hard to do when you're on the radio. But folks, that does it for today's show. We'll be back tomorrow with a brand new Tuesday show. And as we do on Tuesdays, we have Rank It With Tone. Rank It! See you guys tomorrow. I've already got a good one.